Hello, everybody, and welcome to my brand new podcast. Music to live for with Shanti, it's me, Shanti, a Swiss musicologist and stage manager, talking with different artists and discussing different topics belonging to the music business. This is a special episode to me because I have the chance to talk with one of my best friends on this planet, Andrea Bizzocchi, aka Bizzo San, a tattoo artist and musician based in Hamburg. We met something like 12 years ago in Zurich on a concert and since then we keep share our wonderful friendship and most of the things we share are music related. We decided to discuss being straight edge and vegan and the nowadays music scene in compare with what we used to listen to. We also realized that a lot of beloved album turned 20 years and the sound still meaning something for us. So let's start this episode. Check this out. Hey everybody, hope you are doing fine. Today I'm here with one of my best friends, Andreo Bizzocchi, aka Bizzo. How are you doing, my friend? Hi, man. Hi, everyone. I'm good. Good. Actually, today is the first sunny day after like three weeks of Mordor, kind of like was this kind of like Netflix uh, production colors all around, no? this kind of gray, bluish, weird midnight green tones. It was kind of like moody, but after three, four weeks, it started to be heavy. So today is pretty yellow, pretty warm. There's also a lot of snow around, so it's kind of like a fairy tale today. Oh, that's nice. day. And you are podcasting with me. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> like on point. This is someone who doesn't want me to enjoy. But we outside, have to say, because, because you, you are living in Hamburg. So this is the north. Yeah, Hamburg, Germany. The north. Yeah, this is the gray north. Because the real north, like Sweden, there's way more sun than us. We are kind of this in the middle where always rainy and gray. So that's why we have a lot of snow. Actually, Lucky us, yesterday was minus, minus six, seven degrees. So was not the 20th day of rain, but was the first day of snow. So today everything is frozen. Everything is good. Everything is white and not grayish, muddy. It's good. Yeah, that's... Sounds that's like terrible, great. but actually it's less terrible than, than I picture <laughs> at the moment. Hamburg is a good city anyway, still. It's just yeah. January, February, it's kind of tough. But the rest of the year, it's pretty nice. But why did you left Rimini, the sunny Rimini, to go to Hamburg? Uh, if, yeah, I mean, Rimini is it's, it's a really good city. It's a really good vibe, but it's still like 200,000 people city. So it's not that open to the future and to... The world, actually, how a big city like Hamburg could be. So I tried Milano for a few years, but in like metropolis in Italy are not really there. I mean, are just big towns, you know? It's like a big city in Italy is just a big town. It's not like Paris or Berlin or Hamburg or Barcelona. It's, you're still inside of this Italian mode. So it's 
kind of open to the rest of the world, but it's still not there yet. This is what you, I actually think. Which so. influence has all this on being a tattoo artist? Uh, I mean, as an artist, as all the artists, I guess, or at least most of the artists I know, they have the same feeling that I have. It's like after a while, you just need to feed your brain, to feed your creativity with something new. You know, like even if you were just born and raised in New York, which is one of the most amazing cities right now in the world for artists and art itself, after a while, it starts to be a bit, I don't want to say small, but start to be a bit too known. You start to know too much. You start to know everyone. You start to follow the circle that they used to follow because things are working that way. So you kind of need new air, new experience, new people to try to cut this loop that you, you're having since, I don't know, 10, 15 years of your life of your career mm -hmm. and I think in every like I don't know like singers musicians and tattoo artists painters and so on we all need kind of like to cut the circle after a while because creativity for my point of view feeds from I mean you you feed creativity with new interaction New mm -hmm. people, new faces, new music, new way of speech, just new things. Oh. It's like to have a clean slate every once in a while to just open your eyes, change your point of view, and then go back, make it yours, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Before all of this corona stuff started, it was easier to just take a plane, yeah. get on the first plane, go wherever you like, just... I don't know, you want to do like a week in Paris, just take take your airplane here from Hamburg is like 80 bucks back and yeah. forth. So you just go there, you stay there, you see new people, you eat new stuff, you just clear your desk, come back, make it yours, you know? Yeah, new inspiration. Now it's a bit tougher. Yeah, it's incredible because it's already one year, but it seems like an eternity there. Everything just changed, right? Yeah, maybe because we are used to change so much. Yeah. We are used to literally change everything, like the phone, the, the friends, the, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, the, the work, whatever, that we are used to this, like, fast fashion way of everything, you know, with the food, mm -hmm. with the stuff that when something is staying still for a little longer than it used to be, seems like an eternity. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Well, before we go into the main topic of this episode, because I, I thought I contact one of my best friends um, to talk a little bit what is music right now, January 2021. But before we go into this hot topic, I guess we Man, definitely... 21, we're old. 21, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we, we definitely need to... to to talk a little bit of the how we get in touch. Do you remember that day? Uh, I remember like little fragments of the day. I remember the car you were driving in Zurich. I remember yeah. Zurich. I remember the little venue in Zurich. Yes. I remember the sweat people in the little venue in Zurich. 
I remember the backstage of the venue and I remember like clear as sky of today, you talking like four languages with four different people in front of me. And I was like, this guy is a robot or something. It's like, what the fuck? Because you were talking with us in Italian, then you were talking in German, then English. And then there was, I think, a band from Paris or something. Maybe I'm, I think there was some French language. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, we, you were talking French. I recall them. because they were, this was the band from Geneva. Um, hmm. I, oh man, I don't remember the name of the band. I also had a t shirt, but and they were, at the time they were very influenced on the scene. And damn, I, I recall uh, Awoken Demons from Italy, and you were with the band yeah. as, as the roadie. And I was a uh, roadie with them, yeah. Yeah, and, slash photographer. Right. And then uh, Armored for Battle from America. Excellent. From, from the Diamond th- Cut. We were, we were in two with them. We were in two with them. Actually. Yeah. I mean, we need to say that was, the, that was the golden age of straight edge, right? I mean, all those bands. Yeah, I mean, it was the only age of straight edge. The only age, the only one, the best <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, and we were kind of the from... last one. Yeah. Actually, because straight edge was there since the 80s, but was so big, was so all around the place, that was like the real era of straight edge. You know, it's like... It's like even the guy, a poor guy from Rimini, like me, knew what straight edge was. Yes. You know, it like was literally everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? You know what I also remember from that day? <laughs> now tell me, tell just jumping my mind. The Migros next to the venue. That's right. And That's because right. <laughs> and because I have a lot of relatives in Switzerland and I was basically going back and forth in Switzerland all my life. And uh, one thing that I remember and I really love from Switzerland, it's Rosti from Switzerland. And I remember that the first things are like, I met this guy, I have to cut. Man, I don't know, but I could need the help. I could need a little help from you. I was like, yeah, tell me everything. I need to buy a few packages of Rosti. And then you brought me to Migros and I bought like 10 packages of Rosti over there. Yes, I, I was remember. like happy as a kid. Yeah, I remember bringing out the two of the guys or armored for battle, and they were looking for some stuffs that we don't have in Switzerland, but I suppose also not in Europe. You know, like kind of thinking about a supermarket uh, uh, USA <laughs> mentality, and yeah. you land into Migros with bio products from the from switzerland and they were it was really lost. weird because because for the first time i saw a bunch of uh really big super tattooed straight edge vegan warriors americans drinking a mezzo mix in switzerland because i don't think they had it in u.s and it's no. like what's mezzo mix it's like man this is a terrible thing it's like orange juice and coca-cola together yeah, yeah it's like fanta and, and cola mixed together and i remember uh they were kind of disappointed not to um, be able to drink cherry cola or something like this but we found dr pepper but so, there was the dr pepper the exactly, dr. Pepper, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so one of the most say. chemical thing a human could drink actually yeah i still have a, a very wonderful picture of us of that day the day that started our friendship, because since then we are like 
we text almost every day. <laughs> Do you actually recall which year was it? Oh man, I well, two thousand and ten. Yeah. Mm. Because uh, I don't it was one of the first um, year of university here in Basel. I went to Ticino for the weekend and I met my cousin and my friends from Locarno and we were like three cars from the south. We travel uh, in the morning to Zurich and uh, and then we go back to Ticino in the uh, in the night and uh, yeah, I guess it was 2010. Something like mm. this. Okay. I thought it was earlier, if I have to be honest. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, as you said, that that was one of the first time for me to to see people with tattoos, um, just kind of cool clothes. I mean, it was was the era of MySpace, maybe a little yeah. bit of Facebook at the time, so, but uh, mm, it it yeah. worked different. I mean, people were posting stuff, but it was not this. Uh, being influencer wasn't a thing back there, and uh, no, right? People just post a picture of the daily life, like with <laughs> with no, you know, with no cure of the angle of the filter or something like this. The famous like picture from above. Yeah, this kind I mean, of bullshit that was back in the day. Yeah, yeah, dear, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we talk about yeah. strategy. Strategy is still a thing for you, right? I mean, for me, it's still something yeah, yeah, yeah. quite important in my life, in daily life, in the mentality. I get through uh, the daily routine and uh, it's still a thing. But uh, yeah, time change also for that, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's still a thing. You feel a bit more, I don't want to say lonely, but you feel like a bit alone right now because there are not so many around. But I mean, after 10 years more, because I became straight edge around 2007, 2006, basically it's most of my life. Yeah. More, like, more than a half of my life and I'm straight edge. So it's in the routine, you know, as you were, you were also saying. So it's, it's good. It's, uh, I could say it saved my life in so many ways and was also bad because I lost a lot of friends because of this, mm-hmm. but I gained way more with it. Yeah, so it it's just like like everything; it's balance, you know. I know that. It's I just know about that. balance. Yeah, I think it's interesting to see how uh, the vegan movement, like from that era, uh, from that day. I mean, for me, and that concert was was one of the first time that I met real vegan people it sounds strange but at the time i mean uh, there wasn't the community wasn't so big i got some friends that were are krishna and this is but this was being vegan or or not eating such such uh edible it was like okay it belongs to a, a particular cult or art way mentality in some ways it wasn't so mainstream and, and yeah. it's interesting to see how vegan survived and became stronger um, than being straight edge, I think. I mean, I think that back in the days, and 
I have to admit that if I'm still vegan in like if I jumped from my old life to what is actually my actual life to my new life back in the day. So from a, let's say a normal diet to a vegan diet was exactly because of this kind of friendship and this kind of circle of music people because mm-hmm. straight edge vegan back in the days, early 2000 was really close. I mean, to be straight edge and to be vegan was easier than being just straight edge or just vegan was something so glued together mm-hmm. with the music also like with the music as well, you know, it's like punk hardcore, hardcore, metalcore, vegan straight edge. There was always this XVX, XVX, XVX all over the place. So because of this, I got to know all of this mentality. Because for me, I mean, as you were also saying, I'm from Rimini, from Emilia-Romagna. I mean, we put pork everywhere. I mean, the history of my country in food, it's 75% based on dairy, and flesh and meat. So for me, it was really difficult to understand that at the beginning. But after a while, after a lot of songs, after a lot of lyrics, I realized the other point of view. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I realized that if you could live without hurting any animal, or at least to hurt, at least that you could. You know, mm-hmm. because also, of course, when you harvest like all the veggies and stuff, you still kill animals, but it's a little bit different to butcher an animal just because you want to get fit from it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, I just realized this point of view and I said, I want to give it a try. You know, I said, this could be something that I could live with. Mm-hmm. And I tried and 2021 and I'm still there. So actually it worked. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, I remember at the beginning, first time I heard about straight edge, I thought, oh, what is that? I, definitely not attractive at all. But I have to admit that I wasn't also uh, a drinker. Like I, uh, I was a teenager, did my experiences with some beers, never get drunk in my life. Uh, but what? Yeah, never. I and can't I, believe this. I, I, I can't w- believe it. I, I can swear. <laughs> Yeah, really. I never want because I don't know uh, because it was attracting the way that you know the other do that, but you can do like faking it <laughs> or being kind of light on doing it, and and then uh, with the time, um, also having some experience with friends, uh, having bad experience, also lost some friends cause accident caused by use of drugs and, uh, and alcohol. Um, and for the strong bound with the music I was listening to, I, I, I felt like Stridech was the right mindset and the right philosophy for, for my life. And I, it wasn't just like, say, you know, like, okay, now I accept those rules and I go through this. No, it was like seeing that those ideas were fitting right with the way I see things, with the way I like to do things. So it was kind of... Mm-hmm really um like a normal thing like a decision that you you say oh that's interesting like it's like was like a door opening and and this is 
keep stay strong and alive even nowadays after a lot of lot of different uh, experiences and everything and sometimes i can't i can't um curious to hear different opinions because i i I see a lot of people say nowadays we are vegan, even younger people say vegan and vegan. But on the other side, they, on the weekend, they do a lot of synthetic drugs, a lot of drugs down there. And they, and they say, you know, uh, it's interesting the way they want to be respectful for the environment and for the world. But then there is definitely no re- kind of no respect for yourself. This is the way I see it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to be honest, in early 2000, the veganism was like deeply, I would say was way more militant than it is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember then to be vegan was a flag, you know, it's like, was really going against the world because it was so small, the movement, and so new actually for the Western world because as you said, there's the most east or the far east world has this kind of diet this kind of way of living since mm-hmm. ages you know since ever so like the other krishna and all the the buddhist and so on so they are more used to see this kind of diet this kind of way of life this kind mm-hmm. of way of living everyday life so for the Western world, especially, I remember the guys from the US, the AFB, they were picturing us this way, like really to be like, I don't want to say a terrorist, but all the animal liberation front and stuff was really like a militant yeah. side of to be vegan, you know, was was something bigger than you and was something to fight for it, like with real action. So was not enough to have a diet was not enough enough to live a life as a vegan so without wearing like um animal products and stuff was also to be active in this yeah i would say now to be vegan is different and i'm i also like this stuff because it means that it's it's more normal it's more in it's more accepted from all the others let's say it evolved so you don't need to be that like pushing you don't need to push that much like it was back in the days of course Mm -hmm. we still need to push because as we know i mean there are some lobbies that they don't want that this is spreading all over Mm -hmm. but it's different as the straight edge was the same the same i mean i remember that every band with a straight edge singer or just a straight edge band itself they were just talking like having monologue 10 minutes in a 40 minutes concert about being straight edge, you know? Yes, so. yes, yes. The kind of milita- militia and everything. I mean, and this is one of the reasons a couple of friends of mine just uh, leave this uh, mentality because they went into it with this strong uh, aggressivity. And uh, like, uh, there was almost. like being a gang almost. And, but, yeah, and so let's say the angry was more than the idea behind or the positive vibes that that such idea could bring. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but it was quite interesting time. I mean, now see what happened in the last 10, 10 years and the way uh, you talk about uh, it was, yeah, being more militant, but also definitely more acting. 
And this is something that I mm. always, even if I'm not vegan, I totally admire and respect of that. Because it seems that nowadays is enough, you know, posting video, posting um, sentences online and everything. But yeah, it's not, it seems nothing more than this. I still, I still thinking that spreading message is important, but what makes the difference is the acting. I mean, yeah, I mean, we are, we're still the era of showing off, you know, everything happened in our life when, when we have the need to show it with the world, even if it's fake, you know? Yeah. So the important thing, the point is it's to post. The point is it's to post every day at the same time, twice a day, five times a week, not on Friday because people are going out or whatever, yeah. all of these stupid rules and stuff. Yeah. So when you don't have enough content to post or when you feel about yourself as not so important, so special, you try to create something that makes you special. So I know a lot of people that they are faking stuff on online. Also like the veganism. I mean, this is more common than you think, actually. Yeah. Like it's really easy to trick people anyway, you know, it's like... I remember uh, without saying any names, but there was a band from, from Italy, from the south of Italy, that they were saying that they were straight edge and vegan and stuff. And we organized a venue from them in my hometown. And it was Sunday. And they arrived kind of late. And so they didn't have the chance to eat before the concert. So they had the concert. And then they were asking us where they can find a pizza. And we were saying... Okay, this is the number. They are open 24-7 stuff. So if you want to call for a pizza and there were five people and they ordered five margarita. Mm-hmm. And we was like, yeah, five margarita. Maybe they mistake. Margarita is cheese and all, you know? Yeah. It's like, or- no, no, today it's Sunday. It's, it's okay. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's cheap dude. today, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know- I, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not saying that you have to be like a vegan Nazi, if I can say this. It's like, and to be so strict with your rules that you have to break yourself to stay into it. But you can do whatever you like. Just don't preach something that you don't actually do every day, you know? I mean, nobody is judging you. It's just like, do your thing. I'm starting judging you when you put on your merch like vegan hardcore blah 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 and then you eat the, mar- the pizza not. margarita you know yeah, yeah. you know something interesting uh, thank you social media is that uh, now we are uh, especially talking about the hardcore scene the metal scene but nowadays i noticed that there was a lot of uh, um, opera singers that talking a little bit more about their daily routine you discover that they are also vegan or to choose for a vegan diet. I mean, we saw this within the fitness scene, but uh, mm-hmm. um, I think that uh, now, especially in this podcast, we try to go more in the music. And this is something that is also a reality. Now, even with COVID, people start talking a little bit more about what they're doing every day. And you see one of the ways they see to be healthy and also maybe also had the chance to read more get more knowledge about what's going on up there beside the, the internet, beside Facebook. Because sometimes uh, people go online and just read the news or you, they read those posts, those articles, but the reality is out there up your window. Or if you go walk for, for, for a walk, you see where the problems are. I mean, you don't need 
to travel all over the world. And so you notice there is a little bit rise of uh, like a awakening of consciousness out there. And this is, this is interesting to me because as I said, I saw this bur uh, burning in the, um, in the, in the metal scene uh, and then go spreading all over, giving a lot of positive vibes in different mm. uh, ambience uh, like this. But, but I remember also a couple of lyrics of those bands and still definitely motivating Nowadays, you know, like I guess even if you know that they are not what they were preaching back then. <laughs> well, I know that a couple of bands that we are uh, we're talking, um, they changed their mind, they changed their point of view. Um, mm -hmm. I think that I was listening to one of the I was listening to one of this band last day, and I would say, oh, um, I like the sound. Uh, kind of nostalgic, this kind of metalcore, uh, those riffs. Um, but yeah, it's when you know that uh, um, something changed uh, and it's not something not important. I mean, you notice that this album, the record, lose a little bit of the power he had. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, every human being going is going through phases, you know, in his life. In his life, so it's also okay to change. I mean, nobody. It was born like it was. You know, it's 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 difficult to have the same idea, the same point of view for all your life. I mean, if yes. you're doing this, means that you are not willing to open your eyes, or you're not willing to change a point of view. You know, so. It's it's a it's really okay to change, but you don't have to push so much, you know. I mean, I'm 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 a big fan of. Okay, I am this. This is who I am, but not this is who I am. You should also do this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. There's a there's a big difference in between of these two phrases. Like this is who I am. Or this is who I am, and this is how you also supposed to be. You know, it's yeah. mm -hmm. it, it's it's like having a kid. I mean, I don't have any kids, so but I'm. Everybody's saying this. You know, it's like if you force a kid to do something, most likely he's not doing what you were forcing him to. And it's not. It's like the point is to let him understand what is he doing, and let him understand the consequences of what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And then let him think about what every action leads to a reaction. So mm -hmm. if you like to have that reaction, keep going with that. But if you don't like that reaction, try to change the action. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I, I'm really, I'm really satisfied in the way I'm living my life, being straight edge and vegan If someone asks me, I'm willing to say that I think was the best choice for me, but I will never be the one, never. I mean, by now, I never had this kind of need to say you you are a bad person because it meet every day, you know? I'm just saying, yeah. like, dude, I mean, it's okay. I also don't believe in a complete vegan world, mm -hmm. you know? It's like... If the entire population of the world would go vegan, we would have the same problems anyway. 
I'm just saying that everything you do in life, everything you use, everything you take, you buy, you create, it must be done, must be in a sustainable way. Yeah. You know? It's like yeah. from fashion, from food, from music, from everything. Yeah. You're supposed to do something and stays there and live a good It's like we just need to use our brain. I mean, we mm-hmm. have so much connectivity right now in between us. So do we have Google? We have a lot of stuff that back in the days we couldn't even imagine to have. So the knowledge is out there. Okay, that there's a lot of misleading mm-hmm. knowledge, let's say, if, if I can say this out there, but... That I mean, we have a window through the world. So you, you actually know now where the stuff that you're wearing comes from, mm-hmm. where the music you're listening comes from, yeah. where the lyrics. If you don't speak that language, you can still open Google Translate. You can yeah, translate yeah. the lyrics, you know. There's always the way to go deeper in what you're doing right now, mm-hmm. to know better. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of this. That's why I said there was a big militia days early 2000 but 80 percent of that people that they were so aggressive and so anti everything else now they became everything else yes. they became what they were really like pointing the finger to back in the day mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you always have to keep in mind that things are going to change the only thing is not going to change is the judgment that you have for yourself yes so Judge yourself first. Do what you think is good without preaching this anybody. Mm-hmm. Someone ask you, tell him your story, tell her your story, but just don't preach out. Mm-hmm. It's like, I see so many of my heroes falling for this. It's like, dude, really? I, I thought you were the best. I thought you were my hero. And then you're doing what you were, you know, you were judging all your life. Yeah, yeah. This also opened my eyes a lot. So, mm-hmm. and music changed a lot too. I mean, mm-hmm. there are not so many bands so politically involved right now. Yeah, like they were back then. Yeah. I mean, the early two thousand was a lot. Yeah, and that's good that you said that music changed uh, because what we were talking before we start the episode was that there is a lot of album that now are having their 20th birthday and uh, of different genre now. I mean, the music uh, that make us, make us grow up, to help us during the summer. Uh, and, oh, I'm not feeling old, but it's interesting to see how the sound change and how have a lot of those uh, bands and songs are still um, actual today. And on the other side, there is a huge comeback of genre. Like um, I was reading the post of a friend of mine on Facebook and she was saying, guys, after all these terrible things <laughs> happening out there, did you, are you still recognize the fact that there is a coming back of pop punk? I mean, I take the yeah, example, example, Machine Gun Kelly. Also, uh, uh, like punk rock, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, honestly, as a rapper, I never like it. I was so mm, no, me neither. I don't know. I don't like to use the the, the word mainstream 
but it was definitely a phenomenon of a YouTube phenomenon or something like this. And then he comes out with an album that is punk rock. I mean, easy listening punk rock, melodic with lyricism, very emotional. Yeah, I mean, I have, the I have to admit, of his I have to new admit, album. Yeah, they could fit an album of two thousand. Like they could be a copy and paste of a lyrics on on an al- from an album from two thousand and four. Yes, like nothing yes. has changed. And I also saw a, a collaboration, a new song with a, a guy called Mud Son. And I was researching a little bit about him, and he, he was the bass player of a on a emo band called Scary Kid, Scaring Kids. Yeah, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. One and um, now he did like a featuring with Avril Lavigne. And also, Avril Lavigne, she's like the queen of that movement, you know, like. <laughs> this, and, uh, and this was interesting because then you go and Google it and you see Therese uh, Linkin Park, uh, Papa Roach. Papa Roach released. Um, a new uh, version, and they also said they're gonna be like order two extra version of of the infamous Last Resort. I mean, I love mm. that song. I remember being at my grandma home. Who doesn't? Yeah, and and I mean, I, come on, you know, on TV and in the open, you know, this with the, with the with the singer singing these words, and he started guitar. And to me, it was like one of the first, I would say, heavy band in some ways. You know that I, that I had in my ear, and I say, "Whoa, this is cool!" And it was, of course, that was also this era of of the born of the new metal. Uh, yeah, I mean, then everything. Twenty two. I mean, twenty twenty was was like Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hybrid Theory. Whoa, and then. Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Top Flavored Water from Limbiscuit. I mean, yes. these are the two albums that they actually changed new metal and like crossover back in the days, you know, with yeah. a lot of rap inside. Yeah. With a lot of different vibes, a lot of piano also. It was like, was a real crossover of everything. But it was nice because it seems that at the time, the, those bands had no fear of try, of do it. I mean, take it. The sound of Deftones, Linkin Park, uh, Limp Bizkit, and P.O.D. Yeah, White Pony Paparucci. 20 years ago. I mean, exactly. they were different. Also White Pony. Yeah, they were all banned in the same, let's say, genre, but all the band on their own with the sound. I mean, I forget to say Slipknot. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoa. Yeah. I mean, they did Mary a lot Lee of Manson, nice music. Very immense. And, every, and interesting because all this band like, took different roads and influenced a lot of different genres. And this mm. is this is crazy to think, because yeah. Uh, because yeah, I mean, and it's also interesting to see that even nowadays we still have band influences by those riffs and lyrics, and uh, well, we don't have to forget about the pop scene, <laughs> man, Backstreet Boys, um, Britney Spears, who else? Um, exactly, man, exactly. Ita- Italian Luna Pop. Oh, man. Do you remember them? I, yeah, I hope that I, I hope that the part of the audience can recall that band or just go on YouTube. I hope and, they don't. And, and, no, they no, have to go and listen it. to. <laughs> do you want to look for Luna Pop? Uh, what what was the Cinquanta Special? Cinquanta Special. It was a song. It, it was a song like about a, a, a scooter. Yeah, the, the Vespa. Yeah, the about the Vespa. I mean, how was how cool it was. To don't have a girlfriend, basically, but to own a Vespa. To own a Vespa, Because yeah. the Vespa was <laughs> the power, 
to to freedom for freedom, you know. So yes. because this this band is from Bologna, which is like kind of like hundred uh, kilometers more uh, to the north from my hometown. So Rimini, it's a seaside city. Bologna, it's a bit more in the middle of Italy, and they they had like a lot of hills behind it, and this song was saying like i don't have a girlfriend and stuff but i have a vespa who can bring me to the hills and see yeah. Bologna from, like wait wait wait, like, wait. Worry, i remember it ma quanto è bello andare in giro per i colli bolognesi <laughs> yeah exactly. that was and uh, i remember singing it at school at the music lesson you know it was the song and, yeah and now i i don't know i'm gonna sound grumpy but mm. listen to that sound nowadays and compare a little bit of what is the trend nowadays. Um, man, bring me back there. No way. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I think as of her, I mean, song, pop songs, still something simple and catchy. And that's the way it is. No way. And it's good like this. Um, at the same time, I think that there was artists out there that were, as I said, more um, willing to try. It's, to me, when I watch on, I go regularly on, on YouTube and I scout a little bit what's the trend. And then uh, I try to go and look a little bit what there is on the underground, under scrapping the surface, you know, like, and see what's a, which artist trying to do a Wait. little bit. Yes. I stop you right there. I mean, this, this is luxury, you see? Yeah. I mean, I remember in, in the beginning, mm -hmm. 2000, I mean, to discover artists, you were just staring at your TV, at MTV, try to find the way to see the video that you liked so much yes. and then record the video. So this was the way of knowing new music, you know, going to the record shop and stuff, but was everything was rotating about the video. Yeah. Now with YouTube, it's way easier to connect, mm -hmm, to find. Mm -hmm. This is also what I was saying earlier. Now it's easy to really go deep into stuff. You know, yeah. it's way easier. I mean, mm -hmm. at the beginning when we met each other to know new, to get to know new hardcore band, you should just get up from your chair, go out, mm -hmm. go in a venue, hardcore show, buy your CDs or your LPs, you know? Yeah, I remember Everything buying CD. Difficult. I remember buying CD with no listen to it before. You know, like just see the cover exactly. and somebody say, "Hey, if you like that band, you you're gonna like this one too." Exactly. And you buy it, and, and yes, damn. And I also yeah. miss going to the music shop. I mean, looking through the CD. I mean, nowadays there is this revival of uh, of the vinyl, and it's okay. But Thanks uh, God, I would say. but but you know like tick, 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 go and look. Oh, what's this? What's that? And everything. And yeah, I remember that there were the towers in the in the music store that like these little towers with a few CDs. CD yes. one, two, three, four. You could just click it and hear a little something of each one. Yeah, you were going to buy it. You know, it's yeah. like was just I don't know. You need a lot of money. Or you needed to go to San Marino, like <laughs> behind Rimini, this little city states where they were 
without like they were not in Europe and were outside, so they could sell like fake ones. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of little audio cassette of like re-recorded from original mm-hmm. one, so you could spend a lot of money because two cassette were actually the cost of half of the real one. So mm-hmm. you were just buying, buying, buying to try to listen to new music and listen to something different, you know? But if you didn't have the chance, it was kind of difficult. I mean, to, to have music, to have like what Spotify is now was mm-hmm. something, I mean, was something unbelievably possible. It was literally, I think in, uh, yeah, I mean, before iPod, with his one gigabyte of storage without the cassette and stuff. So also a circle of friends were around you. You At the end of the day, you were all listening to the same general music. And mm-hmm. We're all like trading stuff, you know, trading CDs. And yeah, that yeah. Yeah, but as I was saying, I think that the artists nowadays, they try to stay, I mean, they aim to get accepted, you know. It's not that, okay, I want to do that sound or that sound inspired me, but I want to do that. I mean, they try to sound more Mm -hmm. homogene and also now with the influence of a music video, you also see the influence of what they want to look like and everything. I mean, this is also, it's not a criticism because this is the way this game works right now. This is the business. Mm -hmm. I mean, it works like this and not judgment, but yeah. Um, sometimes I don't know. I read a. I'd like to listen to uh, Britney Spears and uh, Billie Eilish, for example. Mm-hmm. This is our personal opinion, but I mean, really, for for the almost quite of the origin of the sound song and the sound that she wants to brings out, you know. Mm. I have a question for you. I mean. Do you think it was easier to innovate back then or it's in easier to innovate right now? That's, this is a definitely good question. And I guess that nowadays it's art because of the competition and the fear of not to be successful. Back so you then. think that now artists are pushing more to yeah, try to yeah. go higher and higher and to be seen because the pool is full of fishes. Maybe yes. in the beginning, the quality like 20 is years not, ago. Yeah, and the quality is not much. And so to try to, um, to, try to, to make this difference, even with a small change or change or something like this, but it's definitely harder. I think before, to me, it seems that everybody started a project, started uh, trying some new sound. Yeah, if you were lucky, you went to the radio and you got famous and you got your moment, stop. And now, if you want to be successful and stay on this wave, damn, you have to, to fight a lot. And I guess there's a lot of more compromises and sacrifice you have to do more compromise i suppose mm. and that is it uh i like the new machine gun kelly album but, but in a way but this is this is one of these i think it did a 
many years doing a genre. I mean, he was a rapper. I don't know if you can consider he's still a rapper. I don't know. But it seems that there was his cause. It was his own style. This And then it comes out with this um, with this punk rock project. And personally, mm-hmm. I think it fits good to him. He's doing it good. So kudos. But I mean, it also fits good how he looks like. I mean... If if you show me actually uh, Machine Gun Kelly just That's standing it. out there, I would give and say, I would give more a thought that he's a punk rock guy. That I don't want to judge like if you make rap, you have to look like this or that. But he's just recall a lot of my youth, you know. Yeah, We're I think all like him. The tattoo scene <laughs> evolved out in the hip hop scene, and but we see the difference. The kind of tattoo somebody has maybe. Uh, what brings more the idea of a rocker than a rapper? Like Travis Barker, you know? Yeah. This kind of tattoos, this kind of attitude. Also how it, it dressed up, you know? It, there's, there's something inside that like, reminds me that kind of music, that kind mm-hmm, of lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? This kind of skateboarding, this kind of super fast riffs, you know? It's yeah. like this... I don't know, this uh, enjoyment for, for life, actually, because punk rock is mainly saying this, you know, it's like go out, skate, and go party, mm-hmm. just enjoy, stay with the friends, this kind of lifestyle, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. But now it comes out of the question, we like that album because of the sound or because we think that the artist fits better <laughs> as he looks <laughs> in this genre. You know what I mean? Nowadays we look at Instagram every every day and it's a lot of even music is a lot visual. I think I like that album because it reminds me most of my life. Yes. It just reminds me all the bands that I was literally only listened to mm-hmm. like back in the day. So it's bringing me back a bit in a, in my early my early 20s mm-hmm. or whatever era, you know? And it's something that, I mean, if you were growing up with that kind of music, you will always be chained to that kind of lifestyle, mm-hmm. to that kind of sound, you know? Yeah. In a way or whatever, or whatever you want to say, you will always be chained to that in a bad mm-hmm. or in a good way. Yeah. It's like, like I feel chained a lot to Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park. I mean, they literally change my way of listening to music. I mean, yeah. before Linkin Park, I was just listening to or punk rock or pure rap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like nothing else, you know? Yes. Then these guys, they just put everything together. It's yeah. Like, but that's the future. Yeah, and I also remember <laughs> those, those person that come to you and say, oh, you're listening to that, that kind of music. Oh, no, those are fakes, those are posers. But in the end, growing up, you realize, no, this band were definitely, you know, something or that belongs something mm. to you. And uh, talking again about evolution, style, um, bring something new, try to stay fit in the scene. One name, Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, okay. Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, Good they did, you bring it up. They did a nice and interesting career. From that that metal, heavy, blast beat, scream. Because they change a lot, yeah. But they change in a way that is interesting because it seems to me that they found a way to explore music, make on their own 
way to be in some way. It's not that somebody said you need to do that album that way. And I also respect an interview I saw where when they were saying uh, we took time in between these two albums. I don't remember which one, honestly. Uh, the one there was this the song Shadow Moses and Sleepwalking, mm-hmm. and they would say we took mm-hmm. time to experiment, but to be sure to bring a solid product. In, uh, I think he, he, he once meant saying not just something we just bring the guitar and we play, just and, and it works. I mean, taking time with no rush of um, of going out with the home album, and the last releases they did. Not bad, not bad, honestly. They did like um... I mean the first the first EP was 2004. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so it's really is fitting in what in the conversation we're having right now. Yeah. And Sempt Eternal, which was the first with the with the synth and this kind of enter shikari vibes, mm-hmm. was in 2012. Okay. So yeah. exactly when the music changed. I mean yes. Limbiscuit was 20 years ago. Linky Bag was 20 years ago. Sempty Tunnel was tw- 19 years ago. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, is that era where the most, let's say, the most commercial way we were going to Limbiskit, Linkin Park, the less commercial way was going to Enter Shikari, mm-hmm. kind of like, and then the coming Skrillex and stuff. So was after punk let's say instrument meets rap mm-hmm. then analog instruments meets like synthetic instruments so yeah turn of from uh from the bring the horizon the enter shikari the, the old album the also like skrillex were using mm-hmm. a lot of rappers a lot of also, yeah. i mean it also came from uh completely different band than it was before which band was like, already uh, was because i remember i was listening to the band but i never thought that one of the members would be like one of the most uh, famous dj in the electro scene years yeah um how was it called they were well no on the Emo scream or maybe uh, yeah, scene, I would yeah, say, yeah, right? yeah. They were they were super 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 known. Mm. But it was not attack attack, right? Because there was around no. using a lot of synth from first to last. From, from first, first to last. last. Yes. All right. Sorry. So, sorry, emo guys out there. I was emo my own anyway, myself. So yeah, from first to last. And actually, he made uh, an album before Skrillex because after the from first to last, he made an album with his name, like Sonny Moore. Mm-hmm. And that album was already different, you know? Yeah. Was, there was a lot of ravey sounds and stuff. So, yeah. Well, actually, the early... 10, like 2010, 11, 12 was the age of electronic and let's say rock or mm-hmm. metal stuff. So that's why I was asking if you if you think that now there's more innovation than back then, because actually in five years back then, music turned so I think so much. Mm-hmm. The cut was so deep that you could mm-hmm. actually literally 
realizing it, you know. Now yeah. there's so much music out there. There's so much stuff. I mean, if you think about how many artists are on Apple Music or Spotify, how could you mm. have a little knowledge of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so much that a 13, 12 years old human being will start to listen to some music and go on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Where, where can you start? What do you type? You type something that you were listening from the radio, maybe. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, that there's this kind of chain reaction, this waterfall reaction on Spotify. If you like this, maybe you like this. If you like this, maybe you like this. You know, all of this mm-hmm. kind of recommendation that the algorithm of Spotify is giving. Yeah, because back in the days, we don't have the algorithm. We have the friends. <laughs> I mean, we were discovering yeah, the Yeah, and, and, and the shop owners, you know, the shop yeah. owners. So basically, you were going there, talking with someone, and you were just be able to listen to an actual printed vinyl or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Now, you can be a musician, you can record album without printing anything. You don't have to print an LP, you don't have to print a CD or whatever. You can just have a way to put your stuff out there, like SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud put like, if you think about Russ, the rapper, yeah, it's it's a it's a SoundCloud rapper. It's one of the most listened rapper out there right now. He started from scratch from SoundCloud alone. He produces beats, he makes his own video, he raps and stuff. So, but it was like the same with Russ, like Post Malone or but but even Justin Bieber started something like this. Like, yeah, but. If you think about it, in 2004, a rapper like Russ or Post Malone, mm-hmm. I mean, there was no space for them, you know? Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you didn't have someone with money behind you or someone who actually believed in you and pushing you in printing stuff, nobody were able to listen to your music like so all around the world. I mean, you mm-hmm. could, of course, you could have some, I don't know, some concert here and there in some venues and you were just starting from really the real bottom. Yeah. But now the possibility to have an open window through the world, it's easier. So if you, if you have an interesting sound, you can change everything so quick, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So I think there's a lot of innovation right now, but it's difficult to take track of everything in a way because... Mm-hmm. There's so much product, there's so much going on out there that you will listen to an album and the week after there's another album of uh, this guy who's making sounds with pottery and then pottery is too melodic, then the noise, then, you know, there's so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The fun to to take the, let's say, yeah, take the leap, try to risk to, to, to find this innovative way. To do something, but it, yeah, back to your question is still hard to answer. I guess maybe back in the days there was also a lot of people doing a lot and being a lot creative and innovative, but it wasn't. There was this uh, media, social platform, world network that would that now make possible. To an uh, to an unknown artist to become a star in a night, 
you know. Mm -hmm. This is um, it's, it's definitely an interesting phenomenon, and I suppose that if I if I will, could go back to the university right now, uh, or and I study musicology, I would bring this out as a topic to study. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. the media influence um, um, and um, the way people um, listen to music. I mean, radio radios are. I'm not dying, but if something is changed also in, in that business, um, there is more using of platform like Deezer, Spotify, SoundCloud, and, and company. And maybe, um, maybe because people are willing more to understand things, you know? Like mm -hmm. when you listen to a podcast, you listen to the podcast because you want to, first of all. Yeah. It's not because the radio station tells you from 1 to 2 p.m., you must listen to this product, you know? You just, you go yourself to look for the product you want. Mm -hmm. So actually, just this fact, you have to move yourself, you have to move your hands to open your computer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Go, click, and listen to it. This gives you like, there's a gesture behind that it's powerful, you yes. know? Yeah. That's why I think to have knowledge from book, it's more important than to have knowledge from internet. Because when you, when you look for a book, it's like to look for a podcast. You have mm -hmm. to go to find a book to actually, in tons of, in, you go to a library or to a whatever. You just look for that book. You find that book. Once you find it, you're so interested in that, that you just dive into it like 100%. On internet, when you look for something, you you find, first of all, not one answer, but 25. So first of all, you have to try to understand if five of them are saying the same, so they are more plausible. Then you go in one of these five, and then you try to realize what it is, and you read something, and then Google say, yeah, but if you feel like this, there's also this. And, and so on and so on. So you started to, to read so many information, so different information that and it was so easy to get these informations that there's no, I don't want to say there's no value in it anymore, but the value is a bit different. You know, yeah. you're not seeking for it. It's just in front of you. It's so easy. It's like mm -hmm. to give everything to your smartphone. So you give them the grocery shopping list. You, you remind me to call this guy and remind me to record a podcast with this. So you deliver so much action to mm -hmm. something else that you start to lose interest in that. You start yeah. to, your, your brain is just putting all of this action in the back of your head. So yeah, I think now people radio are dying because people are willing more to look to find the perfect book and read every page of it because they are so interested in this. There's so mm -hmm. much information in this book, in this audiobook, in this podcast that I'm willing to listen the same podcast like twice to deeply understand every little conversation inside, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's good. It's good that the people are changing so much. It's good that the people are seeking information so much. And I would say 
it's also good that some people are also having this um, thought still in the music right now. Because mm -hmm. if you think also about like classical music in nowadays, I mean, how classical music survived in 2021, you know? Yeah. When you think about classical music, you think about people over 50 years old. Mm -hmm. Listen, I mean, when you when you close your eyes and it's like you try to picture the ex-human being that is listening to classical music is not a 20 years old guy with a lot of tattoos and a skateboard, you know? Yeah. You just picture an adult, like I would say about 50. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, maybe because in my imagination or in every movie who goes to the opera is kind of like a rich old guy <laughs> but it's this and if you think that this innovation is coming everywhere and this old new music is literally everywhere you also could actually imagine that classical music is gonna kind of slowly die in mm -hmm. a way you know and with this corona stuff the theater are closed the venues are closed you know for Classical music, it's really difficult right now. So the next question was, do we need all of this innovation? I mean, to appreciate what we have, do we really need to change so much and so quick? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in some ways we have been fed so fast of always something new daily that now, now that we had to stop, slow everything down, it could maybe also healthy for rediscover the the values, um, the power, uh, the meaning of different kinds of art. In this case, also could be classical music, theater, and um, definitely activities that people um, now are missing. But then before, also were not so in vogue because yeah, we are more on plat digital platform than in real life. Let's say. And definitely an interesting um, topic that we, we, I guess we could record as another episode only talking about that. And I hope we can do that in future. So, Bitso, so what would you like to say to close this episode? Oh, uh, I don't know. There's not so much to say. I would say, I don't know, just think about what you really like and what you really are. Don't be afraid to listen to the music that you really want to. It's like it was not a phase. It's what you are, you know? Mm -hmm. If you start enjoying, if you're 40 years old, 30 years old, you enjoy the new Machine Gun Kelly album, just rock it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was not a phase. It, if you still like it, it means that it was you. So just fuck it. Just embrace who you are. That's it. You know, it's like we have fit so, so many innovations, so much innovation, like we were saying, but sometimes we forget who we were and who we actually still are so mm -hmm. that's it oh thank you very much definitely a powerful ending so thank you very much pizza i wish you all the best thank you too man bye guys thank you for listening check this out we close this episode with the comeback of an italian band called locked in they started a musical career in 2003 and then stopped in 2017. But now they are back with two new EPs labeled Epidemic Records. What a comeback. And this is Scandal. God, it's a scandal, it's a